Hello, friends. Welcome to Heidi's Colorful Colorado. I'm your host, Heidi Ganahl, a wife, mama for CU region, and the founder of Camp Bow Wow and the She Factor. With a passion for keeping the spirit of our state alive and well, I started this podcast to bring the people of Colorado together to celebrate the amazing state we call home. Come along on this journey with me as I travel across our old country roads in my vintage RV, interviewing folks that embody the true spirit of the Rocky Mountains. From the Front Range to the Mile High City to the Wild West of Southern Colorado, we'll celebrate the history, beauty, and Coloradans that make this place the colorful state it is. Each week, you'll meet people trailblazing the way for an even more colorful future for us all, making a huge difference along the way. Are you ready for a Rocky Mountain ride? Let's do this, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Heidi's Colorful Colorado. We're here today with Coach Tad Boyle, who is one of my favorite people at CU Boulder. He is a fantastic coach, but also a fantastic leader and really makes such a difference in all of his students' lives, his student athletes' lives. So, Tad, I want to talk to you today a little bit about your journey here, how you ended up in this place and, and how you became passionate about like doing what you do. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting, Heidi. There's some people that were born to coach. I was probably not one of them. I kind of found my way to coach. Uh, I got my business degree uh, from the University of Kansas back in 1985. I was in the oil business for a very short period of time. Uh, then I got in the investment business and it started in Greeley, my hometown where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the office merged with the Boulder office. So I was actually working on Pearl Street here in Boulder for about eight years. Uh, started coaching high school basketball on the side, okay. uh, helping friends out and being in the gym and, and, and getting my basketball fix. And I, I found myself at night when I put my head on the pillow, I wasn't thinking about the stock market or interest rates or the bond market the next day. I was thinking about our basketball team and how I could make a difference in these young people's lives. And, and it just kind of, uh, I, I realized that I needed to do this for a living. And I was in a car accident about a year before I got into coaching. That was near fatal. Oh, my goodness. Changed my perspective on life 100 degrees, 180 degrees. And uh, I said, you know what? I can always be in the investment business. I had a chance to become an assistant coach at the University of Oregon with a, a, an ex-college teammate of mine, Mark Turgeon, who's now the head coach at the University of Maryland. Nice. And that journey has taken me all throughout the country and back to Boulder, Colorado. And it was a heck of a journey, and I've been here 11 years, and I'm, I'm thankful every day. Well, we're thankful to have you here. Um, it's been an exciting time at CU Basketball. We've got a great recruiting class um, that you recruited um, in the midst of COVID. How did you do that? Well, if I think you talk to Rick George, and if, if you do talk to Rick, he'll tell you that I'm, I'm at my best as a recruiter when they can't meet me face-to-face. <laughs> So I don't believe uh, the that. Zoom. No, I, I give a lot of credit to our coaching staff, uh, Bill Greer, Mike Rohn, Rick Ray. Um, they're guys that have been in the business a long time, mm-hmm. and they really took to Zoom. Bill Greer really took, kind of took uh, the Who Zoom. Who takes to Zoom? Yeah, I don't know, but he did. And he got, I mean, we've got, as you know, we've got such a beautiful campus. We've got mm-hmm. unbelievable facilities. And to get that um, to come across on a Zoom meeting is very difficult mm-hmm. to do. But he did a great job. Our whole staff did. We put together great presentations, and we just, we just hammered them out. I mean, we were at home. <laughs> Um, you know, I've got my CU shirt on and I got my pajama bottoms on behind <laughs> my desk and nobody can tell the difference, you know, and, and you can just be on the phone and on those zoom calls and we, we banged them out. And, and, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we had a great class, great families, uh, 
And I think you've always got to look at the positives in life. And that's one of the things that we try to do as a staff uh, through this pandemic. What are some of the positive things that have come out of the pandemic? <laughs> I mean, I, I know there are some and I can list off my own, but what's your take on that? I, I think my take is the thankfulness yeah. of, of our health. And, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of people who have lost their lives and people mm-hmm. who have lost their loved ones. Um, and you never want to forget that. But I think when you look internally, you know, it's your own family and your own job and your own uh, department. You've got to look at, hey, we're, we're very, very lucky to have our health, uh, to stay healthy mm-hmm. and to uh, follow all the rules, which we tried to do. Um, <laughs> and it's not always easy, as we all know. And nobody always wants to wear their masks and stay socially distanced. But we did that and our, our players did that and our staff did that. And we just we tried to let our enthusiasm enthusiasm about the University of Colorado come through, and I think it did. So one of the things that I th- I know is very important to you is a well-rounded athlete. They're, they're good at school. They're good in the community. Um, how do you make sure that the, the students you're recruiting to come here have those attributes? Like, are, are there certain questions you ask them or, you know, skills that you look for? I, th- I think, Heidi, the, the biggest thing is you look at their family structure. Huh. And it may not always be the traditional family structure, mom and dad and you know, brothers and sisters. And I mean, it could be, but they have to have, to have some foundation in their life that yeah. gives them a value system that correlates with our value system. Yeah. We have three core values in the basketball uh, program. It's character, trust, and work ethic. Huh. And if those three values are prevalent in that young man's life, uh, in the classroom, uh, in their community, uh, in, the, in the gym, uh, we're going to recruit them and because those are translatable, mm-hmm. uh, certainly to our program, but also to this university. Uh, we want to have trustworthy young men of high character that work hard. And when you have that, you've got a, a great chance for success. Well, they really do set a great example for the student body, but also for the young ones in Colorado. I mean, my little nine-year-old guy loves basketball. He's super passionate. And he just thinks that these athletes are incredible um, folks to look up to, and I want him to. And so how much do they think about that when they're out on the court or when they're practicing or going to class? Do they know what an impact they're making on the young little ones? I don't think they know it. It's our job to remind them of that yeah. daily. Um, but also, you know, one of the things that I've really missed uh, last summer and this summer is the camps that we provide for the young people around the state and the community um, for the, where these kids can come watch these these big, you know, tall, uh, <laughs> strong players play during the year. And then in the summertime, they can come and be at a camp environment and they can interact with them. And that's, I think, when our players realize, man, these kids really do look up to us and they are excited. You know, when they're in the heat of the moment on the basketball floor trying to beat UCLA or beat Oregon, <laughs> they don't get that. But in the summertime, when things are a little bit less stressful, mm-hmm. it's really neat to see the connection between young nine, ten-year-old boys uh, or girls and, and our players. So are we going to have camps this summer? Not this summer, oh, uh, unfortunately, but in future summers we will, we will have them back, and I can't wait for that day. Oh, that's so fun. I'm going to sign up Jack for sure. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, Ted, one of the things that I think is missing in our society right now is a sense of community, or and maybe it's because of COVID. I don't know that it is, but how do you, I mean, 
bring the incredible community that you create on a basketball team to the bigger community of CU or the state of Colorado? What tips do you have for people leading different groups or teams, et cetera, out there right now? Well, number one is I would encourage anybody listening to this that, you know, would like a connection with our team to reach out to us. Okay. Because uh, I feel very passionate. Uh, and, and, again, I've been here for 11 years, going on 12 uh, that we connect not only just with the community of Boulder, but with the state of Colorado. And so, for example, we do uh, Special Olympics uh, clinics oh, for the Special Olympians throughout the state. We invite them to a practice on a Saturday morning and watch the end of practice and then do a clinic with the Special Olympians afterwards. Uh, that's been a great connection. We've, we've taken our team down to Children's Hospital at the Anschutz oh. uh, facility to uh, interact with, with young patients down there so they can uh, get that connection. We do our summer camps. Uh, one of the great things here in Boulder, as you know, is the, in, uh, the, the stampede on Pearl Street on Friday night before football games. We, we host our recruits and their families during those events. We take our players down there to interact with those fans, getting ready for the football game the next day. But they see some of our players, and, and we get that, that connection. So anything we can do to connect the community or the state to our team, we're willing to do. We're willing to try. We're always looking for new ideas, mm-hmm. and, and we're very open to that. That's fantastic. Um, you mentioned earlier that you started at Oregon, and my oldest yes. daughter went there. Uh, she graduated a few years ago. But they have such a, um, a, a spirit of excellence, right? And I think you've brought that to CU, to CU basketball. And I think it's important to talk about um, what the future looks like for CU as far as competing with teams like Oregon and, and programs that are really always at the top of the game. And I think you're getting us there, but what resources do you need or how do you keep us on that trajectory? Well, I think the biggest thing is we have to recruit tremendous student athletes. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, uh, what, what kind of attributes do we look for in, in, in our uh, young men that we recruit to this campus? We have to get the best of the best and it doesn't always have to be from a rating you know in in today's world as you know the internet and 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 all the rating agencies that are out there for young people I mean you can go on the internet and find uh, the you know top nine-year-old basketball player in the state of Colorado if you want to I mean I mean somebody's actually spending time to do that now it may not be very accurate but that that creates uh, itself throughout their uh, junior high and high school experience and so sometimes it's not always the highest rated player you know everybody talks about our recruiting class this year and we're a top 10 recruiting class in the country and I'm proud of that on one hand but on the other hand uh, you know all that is is ratings Mm -hmm. and the only way you know you can really determine success in in our business is to win basketball games on the court (laughs) against Oregon against UCLA and we've been able to do that on a consistent basis. Now, are we satisfied? Absolutely not. We still want to get to a Sweet 16 or an Elite Eight. Or if, if we could get to a Final Four uh, somehow, some way, Heidi, I, I mean, I get so excited just thinking about it and talking about it. It would really change this university in a, in a, in a, in a dramatic way. You've seen it happen at other universities throughout the country. Um, I want to make that happen at Colorado. Well, and, you know, I think the fans can help make that happen, too, right? We've got to <laughs> show up and support our team 110%. Absolutely. The, the CU Event Center, I mean, should be packed every single night. And, right. and, and uh, our fans have been great. And, and I, sometimes it's hard for us. The tip, tip times at, you know, 8.30 on a Wednesday night, it's difficult for people to bring their families. And we understand that. But, yeah, if they can buy tickets and just support this program and team, that's the, the step in the right direction for sure. 
You know, one of my favorite things about the game is the bananas. I love the bananas. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I love the tuba song, but that, something yeah. happened with the tuba song last year. They're not doing it. Right? I don't know. Maybe we have to bring that back. I'm I think we have sure. to bring back the yeah. tubas, but <laughs> yeah, my husband makes fun of me because yeah. I, I, that's a highlight for me. That's right. Well, Ted, thanks for being here today and, and telling us a little bit about your passion for Colorado and Colorado sports. Let's end on a fun question. I'm, what's your hobby? Like, what do you love doing in Colorado that people don't know? I, well, I love to play golf. I'm not any good at it, but I love to play. <laughs> Who uh, is good at golf? Yeah, None I know. Not, not many fun. people. Yeah, but, you know, what I love is I love going up to in the summertime to the, the mountain communities and, and the mountain golf. The ball goes a lot further, so it, it helps your <laughs> ego a little bit, too, from the tee box. But, yeah, I enjoy that. I'm not much of a fisherman. Obviously, in basketball, you can't be a skier too much. My, my, my time is pretty limited in the wintertime. But I just love getting outdoors, obviously living in Boulder, hiking. As I get older, I'm not running as much. So my wife and I, we, we, we enjoy hiking and, and, and biking a little bit. Uh, but, but golf mainly and, and work. What's your favorite golf time. course in Colorado? Oh boy! I asked Rick the same thing. I might have to say Cordillera up oh. in up in Vale. That that one in in the middle of uh, July or August. It's a Not it's a phenomenal shabby. place. Yeah. So I don't get to play it all the time, but uh, uh, usually once or twice a summer. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. Well, I hope you get to golf some this summer and there enjoy all the great golf courses around Colorado because you deserve a break because you've worked really hard <laughs> this this off season and and through this season to make sure that we're going to have a bright future here. Well, so. thank you, Heidi. I appreciate uh, being with you. Thanks, Dad. Okay. Thank you for joining us today on Heidi's Colorful Colorado. If you enjoyed this conversation, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And definitely follow me on Instagram to keep up with my latest adventures. In the meantime, happy trails from me, Heidi Ganahl.